You're listening to a special edition of the Roundtable Podcast, following up with the NaNoWriMo Project. Hello, friends. I'm Dave Robison. And this is Jared Axelrod. And you've tuned in to our follow-up episode where we touch base with the four brave, courageous that's my new word, Jared, courageous, creative and courageous, courageous writers who have taken up the NaNoWriMo mantle and are, are pounding away, even as we speak, I have it on good authority, to, to crank, <laughs> crank up their word counts to meet the 50,000 word goal for the end of the month. So, uh, Jared, I wanted to ask before we start to... Uh, contacting these individuals um yeah. your experience i've never done nanowrimo i've heard of it of <laughs> course um and i wanted to ask you a little bit more about your nanowrimo experiences your your first one not so good the second one you you totally owned it um well the first one not so good though i should point out that though i did not finish the first one in nanowrimo i did finish it eventually and Five drafts later, that is the novel that my agent is currently shopping around. Really? Really. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so it's holding on to your axiom of those two qualities of a creative person. Start something and finish it. Exactly. That's all you have to do. That's all you have to do. Uh, I've heard a lot of people criticize NaNoWriMo because they say at the end of the uh, month, you're sure you have 50,000 words written, but you end up tossing away most of those. And that's true with any rough draft, quite frankly. So I don't know why people are complaining. And it was doubly true with this one, um, where the finished product that is now being shopped around has very little um, in common with the original in the best ways, quite frankly. It's a much better book and a much more solid book. Um, but I would have never have written the one that's being shopped around now had I not, all those years ago, started that one in NaNoWriMo then. Well, and that's and that's not the point of NaNoWriMo, even right. though it's called National Novel Writing Month. But that's not the point. The point is to put down the 50,000 words to achieve the word count to know that you can. Exactly. It's about starting and finishing. And uh, all of our people involved right now have started, so I'm interested to see how they finish. I am but too. yes, that first one uh, didn't do so well. The second one did not do so well either, but I have a really good excuse for that. Oh. In that um, midway through, I was asked um, by my editor at Tor, Liz Gorinsky, to fix up the Battle of Blood and Ink script. So I had to... <laughs> I had to drop that in order for the Battle of Blood Ink book to be made. Uh, <laughs> Understandable. So that was, I, I had a professional reason to stop doing that. But then, third time's the charm, blew through it in two weeks and uh, had a blast, quite frankly. It was a lot of fun. And, and did, that, did that one that you blew through in two weeks, did that actually manifest as a, a or will that manifest as a published work? We will see. <laughs> there are many no promises at this point. <laughs> there are many pots boiling on the Jared Axelrod burners. That's awesome. Very cool. And I, and I think that's a really important point to make as we as we reach this midway point of NaNoWriMo to to manage your expectations. Oh sure. Uh, you know, fifty thousand words is the goal, but and and you don't have a novel at the end of that. You have a first draft. You have a first draft, a zero draft even. Yeah, sure. Um, because, as you said, the whole point is putting the one word in front of the other, and so you're not really making aesthetic judgments the way you will in later drafts. And I have found, quite frankly, that that is the best way to write the first draft. Really? Um, to just barrel through and to not care if uh, white or blanche or pale is the right word in this. <laughs> and just... Go through it, because I, I know I'm going to edit it several times again. Um, that's a given. That's just a given. It's it's not going to be perfect the first time. So what does that give you to, to go through without that aesthetic eye refining and editing as you go? What 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 does that give you, that zero a finished draft? product. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> well, what it gives you is a better idea of what you're writing, um, in my experience. It gives you uh, a beginning, a middle, and end 
that you can then change around, you can move scenes around. It gives you a better understanding of your characters, a better understanding of your plot, a better understanding of the story you're trying to tell. Um, I have started Rough Drafts feeling that a theme was a certain way and then ended it being like, oh, that's not what I'm writing about at all. (laughs) I'm not, this isn't about growing up. It's about um, the way family tears you apart. Never mind. Change that. Change that title. Change all that stuff. And yeah, exactly. (laughs) And then you go back and fix it. Um, It's easier to edit a finished work, a work that has a beginning, middle, and end, than it is to edit an unfinished one. That's awesome. No, that's there. That's soundbite right there. Bam. (laughs) (laughs) And I've done stuff in the middle of rough drafts where I've changed tents. I've changed POVs. I've gone from first person to third person to back to first person. And I don't worry about going back and fixing that until I've reached the end. And I would definitely recommend that to anyone who is NaNoWriMoing right now. I know Chris had talked about that on Twitter, how he had changed uh, tenses. Right. And I, and I was like, just keep doing it. Don't go back. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You don't need to edit everything that you've done so far to match that. Just make a note where the change was. You'll fix it in post. You'll fix it. Yeah, you'll fix it in post because you're going to do many more drafts of this story before you're done. <laughs> so, I, I've heard so many stories about writers who finish NaNoWriMo and then submit the completed 50,000 words to a publisher thinking that's going to like happen. Yeah, that's. I mean, even... It's, it's not enough words. It's not enough words. Well, exactly. I mean, that's a novella. So before we even, yeah, before we even start about quality or anything, it's not, it's not enough words. But it is enough words for you to have an idea of what this larger work is going to be. And that's why I think that's a great number. Because exactly. it is just enough. I feel like 40,000 would be too short. 50,000, you have enough words there that you're like, this is what I'm trying to do. See, and that right there, Jared, there's just a notion that you have... In your experience, in your head, you know the difference between 40,000 words and 50,000 words. That t- what, what does 10,000 words feel like? That's in your head. And most writers, you know, myself included, I don't think I've ever written 50,000 words. So I don't have a sense for, for what that distance is or what that quality is or any of that. So that's another valuable uh, uh, asset that writers get from NaNoWriMo. Clearly, you need to do NaNoWriMo so you can write 50,000 words and know what that means. (laughs) You're not the first person to suggest that, my friend. (laughs) Next year. Next year. Next year. I'm holding you to this. I'm holding you. You've said it. We've recorded this. Next year. All right. Next year. Next year. You heard it here first, friends. Dave Robison, NaNoWriMo. It's on, bitches. So... What do you say we uh, we touch base with some of our uh, uh, courageous writers out there and see how they're doing? Sounds like an excellent idea. All right. First up is going to be uh, the Lady Veronica Giguere. Uh Hold on just a second while I get her on the Skype line. I, I love this part. This is This is kind of like talk radio man where we actually get somebody on the line and and, and bring them in this is this is so cool uh veronica hi hi dave how are you doing good and jared's here with me hi, hi veronica so yeah everybody's doing good and, and you sound marvelous uh we we wanted to touch base and and see how things were going with your nano rhymo edge uh so what, what's your word count at right now um you know what? I was working on this a bit while I was waiting for you guys to call. Putting into effect Good. your strategy of catch whatever time you can. Outstanding. So let me check what Scrivener says because that's my tool of choice these days. Scrivener says I have 21,679 words right now. That's awesome. Oh, that is awesome. That's great. You're, you're right on mark there. That's perfect because yes. we're recording this on the 14th. <laughs> So you have another day. Tomorrow will be the 15th, and you can knock out a 1,000 words tomorrow. Easy peasy. Oh, oh yeah. There's, there's a lunch hour, please. <laughs> That's the spirit. That's what we like uh, to hear. I'm glad you're doing so well. That's awesome. So, so uh, uh, has the story evolved? What's, you know, in the process of writing, I know things become tangible, and, and things become very changeable, too. So, so what's, uh, uh, what, what has been affirmed in your story, and what, what's changed in these, in these 21,000 words? Well, the first thing that I did was I decided that 
ideated some conflict off the, you know, just off the top. And um, I threw in parental conflict. I actually made my protagonist's parents and family not quite religious zealots, but pretty close. Um, Mm -hmm. And what I did for the first conflict is I... um, I said it so where they were waiting for Riddick's mother to come back um, from with news of who would be next in line um, to be the next keelmaster for the family shipyard. Mm -hmm. Still sticking with the whole um, seafaring religion. And I had figured out that I wanted um, Riddick to be chosen, but not want to be chosen. Um, based upon parentage and situations. And I wanted Ezefin, my, my key protagonist, my voice, I guess, in the story, to be the one that everyone expected to take over, but she doesn't have that same um, religious recognition. Uh-huh. And so the news comes back and it's, hey, we can't make up our minds yet, so you both have to be apprenticed and you have to figure out who wins. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. And, S- sibling rivalry, rivalry and professional rivalry at the same time. Oh, but it's even better. Riddick doesn't want it. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, man. So so, so that's awesome. That's going to start the story off with a bang. Yeah, it's, it's already, it's flowed much better than I thought it would to start. Is it, is it, do you think it's the conflict? Do you think that's what really like, oh, like tightens things up? It's definitely the conflict. <laughs> it, it definitely helps. It helps because um, I, I write arguments pretty decently, I think. Um, so it does help with the dialogue and it's lo- it, it helps with a lot of the exploration of, well, why does he think that? And why don't they want me? And why do they want him? And he doesn't even care. So there's a lot of good teenage whining that I can do. <laughs> um, and well, I, and the reason that works so well is because you have that external conflict Mm-hmm. of who gets to be chosen, but also that internal conflict that you just described. And so with both of those, armed with both, one in each hand, you're able to just breeze right through all this. And that's awesome. Yeah. So So what's what's the scene that you just finished writing or that you're working on now? The one that I'm working on now is um I the the I guess the first turn um of where they find out I I a lot of the setting for the story is um, East Coast, Canada, up Newfoundland, Prince Edward Island, up in there. And one of the traditions that they have are um, kitchen parties or supper parties. And so I had the big announcement of, guess what? You're both chosen. And <laughs> the crap, I don't want both of us to be chosen. And I really don't want to be competitive. I want to be nice about this. And then her boyfriend, who I, I decided to throw in the love story because, hey, What's even better when your boyfriend says, yeah, your cousin doesn't deserve it. You should just steamroll over him. I don't want to do that. (laughs) So basically, boyfriend did something really stupid and decided to propose to her. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. Be here. Now I can keep you here. It's even better. It was, no. And guess what? Parents just said, you can't do that either because that will go in with the whole, you know, religious decree. So back off. Oh, jeez. Oh, so basically, I've got, I've got them walking back from town after the... We had the party, you got to resupply the house. So they're hauling everything back. And then it's actually <laughs> getting to the... So why didn't you, didn't you rat me out on the beach for, you know, almost doing this under the blanket? And I didn't think it was important. They're already mad anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's wonderful. very cool. So so has your... you know one of, the, one of the strategies that you put out that I thought was awesome was was to catch the the times that you can to write and has that been working for you well um it has because i've been doing a lot of different projects i have um a couple audiobooks that are due by the end of the month oh that's right and i actually have an exam in my grad class tomorrow um so oh. after i get off after i get off the line with you i'm gonna go study statistics because that's what all <laughs> writers go do <laughs> sure why not sure descriptive statistics why not sure a little so, light statistics um, so now i catch i catch bits um in the mornings my lunch hours are usually bye guys i'm gonna go write and i go find a corner of campus and sit down and get you know get out about 700 words 700 you're able, 000 you're, able to, you're able to pick up the continuity that quickly i go back and i read about three 
paragraphs and then I'll keep going because I figure if I can keep the general story straight, I can fix continuity when I edit. There you go. That's Um, a wonderful attitude to have. (laughs) And I have a, I have a, a playlist that I use and I just, you know, boot that up, put the headphones on and go. Very cool. So is there anything that we can do for you, Veronica, at this point? Are, are you anticipating problems that maybe we can, we can help smooth the way for you? Or are you on, the, are you on it? Right Sounds now, like you're on it. Yeah, totally. My only concern right now is I don't think 50,000 words is going to be enough. I'm at, <laughs> it won't be. I'm at 21 <laughs> and I'm like, I don't have them away from home yet. And I have to be in so much <laughs> trouble. This is a problem. Um, so really, it's going to be after I get to 50... I need to finish it and then I need to put it away so that I can kind of, you know, let it simmer and sure. then come back to the character and go, Ooh, so well, remind is- me about this in January. <laughs> <laughs> we'll Will do, do definitely. So, and I, and just, I don't, I don't think it's important. I don't think it's essential or, or a rule of NaNoWriMo that the story has to end at 50,000 words, right? It's oh, just, no. yeah, you just get the words down and you win, right? Mm-hmm. I, okay, yes, good. So. Then, then how good. make it a hundred and twenty thousand word epic. You go, girl. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't doing anything in December anyway. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, thank you. We're not going to take up any more of your time, Veronica. Thanks for touching base and affirming that that your nano experience is kicking ass, and so are you. That's outstanding. Keep uh, up the amazing work. Yes, Thank you. absolutely. Thank you. All right. keep it amazing too. And, and as Brian would say, go right. Yes, sir. I will go right. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you later, Veronica. Bye-bye. Later. Bye. Oh, she's awesome. She's amazing. That's outstanding. That's outstanding. And, and she's, and, and, you know, she had the, it's easy. I think it's easy enough to say at the beginning, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z uh, mm-hmm. without necessarily knowing what that entails, but Damn, she's on it. She did it. She said, I'm going to grab what time I can, and by God, she is. And and I've heard other writers say, uh, I think Gail Carriger said she only reads like the last three paragraphs to pick up where she was and away yeah, you it's go. Yeah, it's a lot easier than I think people expect. And, it, and if you really want to find the time, you will find the time. Right, right, exactly. Uh, I, always, I always get suspicious when people say they don't have time to write. Um, because that's like me saying, I don't have time to fix the, the sink. I, I don't have time to fix it because I don't want to fix the sink. Right. <laughs> exactly. You know, you, you may not have the time, but you can make the time. And that's the distinction. If you really wanted it, you could find it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, there, and there are sacrifices to be made. Everybody's leading busy lives. Uh, and, and God, looking at Chris's schedule, I can't wait to talk to him. Cause I think, you know, oh. right, I think right now he's acting. Uh, he is acting right now in the, uh, the last performance of the, the play he's doing. Oh, yes. And so, and, and, and yet he has been able to carve out and his word count has been kicking ass. According to Twitter, he's just been rocking it. Yeah. If he's being truthful about that, it's amazing. Well, I, why would he lie? <laughs> would he lie? He would not lie. He's not lying. No, Chris, Chris would not lie about his word count. That's right. That's right. So, so friends, if, if you're sitting on the fence going, God, how can I do this? How can I make that happen? I'm right there with you, but you know, clearly it's been done. P- people who are leading busier lives than us are doing it. So by God, you know, it's, it's, I, I think for the people that don't do nano, hearing about the successes of people that, that are doing it and their lives and their strategies, I think it's, I think it's a huge boost. So I'm glad we're doing this. Yeah, I'm, me too. All right. Next up on the list is Starla Hutchton. So let's get Starla on the line, our, our next caller on our radio t- talk radio experience here. <laughs> let's see how Starla's doing. Hey, Starla. Hey, guys. How you hey. doing? <laughs> doing good, doing good. How you guys doing? Excellent. Wonderful. So, Starla, we're touching base with everybody uh, uh, who is NaNoWriMoing, and uh, uh, we want to see how you're doing. So, w- what's, what's, your, what's your word count at, lady? I am a little behind. I am at, I just broke 21,000 today. Oh, well, that's not too far back. <laughs> no, hell no. And it's, 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 it's still about two days behind. I lost a lot of time this past weekend, you know, it being a long weekend and having, you know, kids running around and stuff. Just uh, got busy doing other things, so. 
Okay, okay. But still, I mean, 21,000, it's only the 14th. You can knock out a couple thousand words between now and tomorrow, and you're ahead of the game. <laughs> well, I do have to sleep, too. <laughs> oh, ah, that's you right. You can sleep in December. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I don't think my, my husband would care for that too much. <laughs> He's writing too. He won't notice. <laughs> and your and your kids are nanoing too, aren't they? Yes, my kids are writing too. We did some more work oh, tonight. That's awesome. <sighs> yep. They are nearly at their halfway marks. I told them when they hit their halfway point, they will get I I ordered and I've received uh T shirts with the young writers program. Uh, oh, stuff on them. Yeah, they say uh, I eat novels for breakfast, so it's pretty <laughs> <cute>. <laughs> that's awesome. See now, now in in ten or, or ten or twelve years, when we have those kids on the roundtable podcast, and we ask them, <laughs> "So, how'd you get into writing?" They'll say, "Our mom made us do NaNoWriMo when we were six. It was awesome. <laughs> Very cool." So, Starla has has. You know, you, you say you lost a little time over the long weekend with the kids around and so on. Has everything else been going smoothly for you? Have there been any hiccups or, or hitches that's, that manifested along the way? Uh, well, part, I'm, I've been slogging through all this war, world building stuff. And I'm, I keep trying to get into the action, but all these details keep getting in the way. So I think I'm going to be doing a lot of editing later. Oh, dear. <laughs> so, yeah. It's well, you were of, anyway. Uh, I mean, that's just the nature of the beast. Yeah, yeah, it is. So, so info dumpage has gotten in your way. Yeah, a lot, but uh, it's it's it it's been going okay. I've been doing a lot of character building, and I had a secondary love interest decide to introduce himself. So <laughs> <laughs> where did where did he come in? Uh, the archives, actually, the library. Um, Ooh. And he's com- the complete opposite from. Uh, James, the the person that you know I'd originally intended for this, and I, I think I kind of have an idea of how it's going to shake out, but um, it's kind of too early to make that call yet, and uh, we'll see where it goes. That's very cool. So you so you've got are are you keeping James in there as well? So you've got this this sort of love triangle thing working. Oh yes, oh yes, oh, awesome. <laughs> That's brilliant. That's brilliant. So um, let's see. I'm trying to remember your strategies. Uh, chocolate, as I recall, was involved. Yes. And has there been? Oh, yes. There's been lots of chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's gotten you 21,000 words. Bonus! Oh, yeah. Awesome. awesome. So not a bad uh, strategy there. <laughs> no, it's not terrible. <laughs> it works for me. <laughs> Apparently it works and whatever works. That's also one of the rules of nano. So very cool. So how's how are the next couple of weeks looking for you? I know you, you, you're staring at uh, Thanksgiving's coming in there. That's going to dock you a few thousand words. Are yeah, you, are that's you... going to dock me a lot because I'm not going to be here. We are going down to Virginia for house hunting that weekend. So. Oh goody! <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I'll, I'll be taking my iPad with me. Unfortunately, I can't do any of that stuff in the car because I'm very prone to motion sickness and oh, I have dear. to drive. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I'm hoping to get to squeeze some time out of the weekend uh, over Thanksgiving weekend, but I'm not banking on it. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to spend like the next week writing as frantically as I possibly can. And uh, hopefully it gets me ahead of the game. As John Miro said, banking some words. Mm-hmm. So have you, I don't know if this would work because obviously I've not done this before, but um, uh, maybe a, a dictaphone or a tape recorder while you're driving, you could actually sort of dictate to your future self so that that driving time is not completely wasted. Uh, well, if I was driving by myself, I might consider it, uh, <laughs> but as there's going to be four other people in the car with me, um, I don't know how well that's going to work. Oh. Plus I've tried to do some of the dictation before and well, one, I don't have time to mess with, you know, the software learning my voice patterns and all that stuff. And two, I just have found that saying this stuff aloud, you know, when it's not already written down, it, it just sounds really dumb coming out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Everything. So I, I shy away from that a little bit. I read it aloud after I've written it, and that seems to help out. Okay. All right. Well, it's, it sounds like you have a handle on stuff, uh, and you know what's coming up. You know, the, you know the, the challenges that are ahead of you. And uh, so, God, I, I, it's 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 suspenseful now. It's like, oh, there's a, <laughs> there's a challenge coming up for our heroine uh, in, in a couple of weeks. Will she succeed? 
Yeah, well, I've I've come up with a several interesting plot twists that because I I didn't know what her big like sciency type project was going to be uh, when I when I started out, and uh, because she has to have some project that she's working on uh, in conjunction with her her provost that she's working under, um, and I've decided it's going to be this uh, machine that you basically you put a uh, like a piece of coal or something, some sort of carbon based organic material in it and mm-hmm. what one piece of coal can power is what like three tons of coal would normally power so it, it's going to be something cool like that and something that would radically shift the power of of the whole society that's awesome yes so and everybody wants a piece of it of course mm-hmm. well they haven't finished putting it together yet they don't know what it does oh okay uh-huh. And then, uh, and then the great reveal, and then this astonishment of "Holy crap! Look at what this thing does!" And then the dawning realization of of the implications. Oh, it's gonna be magnificent! <laughs> I did find one other trick to pad my word count, though. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Oh, let's hear it. Um, well, I, I have introduced a lot of you know, since this particular colony is. Uh, they do they're they're very victorian and they like a lot of like the greek and roman you know myths and and you know like the victorians did right and uh, i've i've actually brought in i i wrote my own sort of transcribed interpreted version of ivan and the firebird into the stories <laughs> it added about a thousand words <laughs> nice. well, there you go listeners if you need to pad your word count for nanorimo transcribe and rewrite a greek myth yes i'm so i retold a russian myth in this in this particular case but <laughs> perfect Perfect. That's awesome. Well, and and it's it, it'll inform your culture, and I'm sure it gave you some very cool insights because it, it's what what purpose does it serve in the context of the story? Uh, well, every year on New Year's Eve, there's a midnight masquerade, and I have a very a, a big uh, part of the story that's going to happen at this thing, an, an event that's going to change things, and. Uh, it's it's a costume ball, and every year everybody dresses in these you know fantastic costumes, and and uh, it takes place late at night, and it's it's this big deal. So she needed to come up with a costume for this midnight masquerade, and she's decided after reading the story to go as the Firebird. Ah, oh, nice, perfect, perfect, and and echoes of Katniss in the Girl on Fire. So very cool, God, Starla, you're you're on it, girl. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> is 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 there anything that that uh, we can help with at all? Because you know we're rooting for you, and anything that we can do to help, we're we're here. Uh, uh, is there anything that we want, or are you good? Well, mostly my my main problem is just trying to find a way to move the action forward while still world building, and I'm having trouble putting the action in there right now. But uh, well, you can always just make a note mm-hmm. and just. To yourself and say, like, later, add stuff about the horse genealogies. And then <laughs> move on to the stuff you really want to write about. Because um, this is your rough draft, and you don't have to have everything in there for this. Yeah. When I'm always getting myself into boring parts like that, I just make notes and move on to the interesting stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm having to do, like, little things like I had my... My husband used to be an electronics technician in the Navy, and, you know, I've got a lot of science-y stuff, so I, I had to ask him real quick, you know, what would she be... What gauge would she be looking at, you know, if, if she wanted to know how much power was going into it, you know? And, and so he, he wrote out this little post-it for me that has, you know, uh, power over amps. Uh, <laughs> it's this little key that I can use. That's all. So, so NaNoWriMo... Te- technique number 236 be married to a technical resource <laughs> actually helped me out uh, about a week ago I sent her a DM asking her you know what would a mechanical engineer what kind of classes would they be taking what would they need to know and she, you know she sent me you know several responses to these questions and and she was very helpful there as well so I guess the key is to just know who to ask <laughs> there you go and, and cultivate a network of people that uh, know that you're nanoing and support you and so when you reach out they can they can provide what you need that's awesome yeah because wikipedia only gets you so far exactly so true <laughs> so very so true. true well and and we were just talking to v and uh, uh she found that um adding conflict 
you know, it, it immediately amps up everything. So maybe, you know, not necessarily action, but just find some, some, some bit of conflict you can throw in there and, and bam, your, your dialogue and your word count will explode. Yeah, I've actually taken some of the things that uh, we talked about at that first episode and have added them in, like an additional layer of like the house servants. They live in a different part of this colony. It's called on uh, it's the slope because it's like the bottom part of the oh, hill. Oh, very cool! Mm-hmm. The slope that's perfect. Yeah. And we we haven't mentioned the military stuff yet, and I haven't decided how much of that I'm going to introduce. Okay. But, uh, that would be an additional layer that would go in somewhere later. Is there going to be a, a, an attacking mutant army? <laughs> I don't think so. I think okay. most of the All right. it's going to revolve around this device that she's building. I, I, think, I think that's probably a better call. I think you're, I think you're spot on with that. Very good. Well, cool. All right. So we don't want to keep you from, from your keyboard or from maxing out your word counts. So thank you so much for, for letting us touch base with you. And best of luck, girl. Go get them. I will try. Thanks, guys. Outstanding. We'll talk to you soon. All Good right. luck. <laughs> Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. She's on it. She's totally on it. She's going to do fine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, oh, my God. I mean, Thanksgiving right there in the middle of Nano. What It, it really is. I mean, I'm, I was, as she was describing it, was, I was getting this this tense feeling, like the suspense, the tension is mounting as we as we rise towards this this climactic conflict of time versus family versus blah, blah. Well, so. and I and I like that it's in November because of that. Um, because you get that you're you're coming up right on the end. Um, a lot of people are pooped or they're just drained and they uh, can't do it, and they're forced to put it down for one day. They are forced to put it down and interact with family, you know, uh, possibly right. more than one days, and then maybe maybe they can put the family aside on the Friday after. Most people have work off. And they can get back into it. And it's actually pretty smart. I don't know if they planned that or it just kind of happened, but it seems to be very effective for a lot of people. That's an excellent point. I hadn't considered that, but you're right. Because inevitably life is going to intrude in some way, shape, and form. And And at least you know it's coming. (laughs) Yes, exactly. You can make plans for it. And, and survive that. And again, it's all about the experience of getting over that hurdle. And you still have, you know, almost a week left afterwards to pick up and carry on and, and, and hit that end run. That's inspired. I, I never even thought about it. You're absolutely right. That's very cool. All right. What do you say we, uh, we roll on to our, to our next uh, uh, midway point individual and see how they're doing? Sounds like an excellent idea. I, I think so, too. And I see next up on the list is is the mighty Chris Morse, the man who had <laughs> imposed so many challenges upon himself uh, uh, and still has been rocking the word count. So let's, let's get him on the line here. Hey, Chris. Hello. How are you, sir? I'm a little tired. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> How tired are you, Chris? How tired? On a scale of 1 to 10, probably 17. Wow. <laughs> Redefining the scale of exhaustion. We, we, we would expect nothing less from you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so so this is this is our midway checkpoint uh, uh, to see how things are going with you. Now, I remember I've, I've been following you on Twitter um, at Villain Corner on Twitter. Yes, sir. And yes, sir. Uh, uh, you you've been posting some very impressive word counts. Have 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 you maintained those those uh, that awesome impetus that you that you started at the beginning? I I am no Nathan Lowell. However, <laughs> I have who is yeah who really is, right. Uh, but I ha- am currently as of this day. I should be at what's the day? I should be at twenty six thousand and change. I am currently my current word count is thirty four thousand five hundred sixteen. So you have banked. Yeah. That is awesome. That I'm a little ahead. Impressive. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, Chris, I think our listeners would be extremely interested to know how you pulled that off, given the incredible uh, uh, density of other stuff and conflicts and distractions that are going on in your life right now with A, a new wife, B, uh, uh, not one, but what, two theater productions that you're in? Mm-hmm, right, the, mm-hmm. the Republican Theater Festival just closed, right? That one that's done? Yes, it did. Yes, it did. 
Uh, that is now complete, so I don't have to worry about that. Um, I mean, part of it, I mean, luckily, the, 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 the Republican Theater Festival, see, the, the entire month I have two things, but my, my second thing, I'm in The Seagull by Anton Chekhov. That does not begin rehearsals until the 26th. Ah. So, luckily, that does not... It, chances are I'll be done by then. Hopefully I'll be done by then. Let's cross my fingers and, and not jinx it. Um, the, <laughs> the Republican Theater Festival did have rehearsals the beginning part of the month, and it just closed the other day. Um, that, luckily, I was in a one-act play. So it was only about 10 minutes, 20 minutes long. And so the rehearsal time was not as intense as it would be for a full-length play. Okay. Uh, so I was able to sort of do both without completely crapping up either <laughs> that's awesome but still i mean there is rehearsals there is i mean and then, and then there's the travel time and mm-hmm. I, whether you're a theater person or not you got to understand that there those, those are serious dense into time that could be spent writing yes sir. Uh, and and so so how did you how did you pull off uh 30 plus thousand words uh uh with that uh, impinging upon your free time uh, I, I, I made the time is really what it came down to. I, I, a part of it is that I found to my joy that I am able to write with earphones in and listening to musical soundtracks. Yes, I listen to musical soundtracks. Uh, <laughs> I can do that sitting on the couch next to my wife who is watching uh, the Green Arrow TV show. Uh, <laughs> I can pull that off. I can actually concentrate enough that I can get a word count done doing that. So I'm not completely leaving her alone. I'm not completely ignoring her, but I can actually write while she's in the room, which I loved that I discovered that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I say- Devoted watcher of the Green Arrow show, you're not missing much by not hearing the dialogue. I was okay, going to say that's that's not much of a distraction, really, when you get right <laughs> down to it. <laughs> but you're probably having a better experience than the rest of us, quite frankly. Yeah, yeah. You should try it sometime. Just just <laughs> pop in some Lay Miz and watch Arrow. It'll be great. <laughs> uh, Chris, has has anything changed in the story as you presented it? Has have characters evolved? Have new plot twists manifested? What's what's changed in your story in the last couple of weeks? Oh, it's it, it's it's definitely sort of taken on this, this life of its own. Not necessarily for the good. I'll find out that later. <laughs> um, it's 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 become. I, I think I, I have a lot more because uh, if you remember from my, my my breakdown, I have the insane, basically young wizards at this insane asylum. They're trying to figure out how to control them. My Gollum character, Praga, has become much more t- sort of to the fore. She is not my protagonist, but she has become much more important uh, to the story. Um, and I think I've I think I have done a good job of making it not clear who the villain is. The oh, villain good. is oh. the villain is it I, I I'm putting in a red herring of we have the head nurse and then we have the uh the, the guy who's in charge of the entire institution and the guy in charge of the institution, Dr. Crowell, is my inevitable big bad. Uh, but uh, I have Glory, my protagonist, fixated on Russell because he's an asshole. And just because he's an asshole doesn't mean he's the bad guy. He's just an <laughs> asshole. And unfortunately, she thinks he's the bad guy. So that's how it's sort of uh, been working out. And uh, I, I, it's it's interesting. I mean, I've gotten – I found – a. Different characters than I thought were taking the foray. I originally thought I'd had a character named Kofi and a character named Benji, and I thought they would be the two guys. Kofi is now dead. Uh, and, <laughs> Kill and, your darlings. <laughs> yeah, and now uh, Nevea, whose name I hate, but I love that it's a name. She's in there. She's one of my main characters now. So I think it's 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 changed. It, it takes on a life of its own. I have an outline. My outline is never massively in depth when I when I do these things. I mean it's it's in depth to a certain degree, but their their stuff can change, you know, depending when I'm writing, because I write when I when I sit down and I write, I just write until I'm done. Like I just keep going. So if stuff changes in that one write writing session, that stuff is I'm not gonna go back and change it now. You know, Kofi died. I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, okay, he's dead now. So I guess you got to change that next chapter a little bit. Tweak that outline to, to eliminate those references. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Very cool. Well, you- well, that's a good attitude to have. I'm going, especially with NaNoWriMo, but really in general, just kind of yeah. in the rough draft, just let it happen. Well, I have, I mean, that's really, I mean, if, if anything, that is how I've been getting out my word counts is not caring what I write to a certain degree, <laughs> uh, not caring about the quality. I want to get the story yeah. out. I, I want to make the story good. But like, if I wanted to, I could spend four hours on a thousand words because I'm oh, obsessed sure. 
writing. But I have totally just, you know, I've finished writing it and I finished the writing session. I've gone, wow, that was crap. That was 2,000 words, though, but it was crap 2,000 <laughs> words. I'm happy that I've written 2,000 words at, at least. And maybe it's not crap, but that's my thought at the moment. And we'll find that out when we go into revisions and oh, the yeah. second draft. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. Excellent. Well, now, Chris, we've got Thanksgiving coming mm-hmm. up uh, mm-hmm. uh, in, in just a few days. And that's, of course, the, the dead zone of NaNoWriMo when, when you're <laughs> completely drawn away. Um, are, do you have special plans on how to, to compensate for that day or two that you, that you won't be at the keyboard? Uh, yes. And this wasn't my plan at the beginning of the month, but my plan now is to be done before Thanksgiving. Dude. So, so you're going to be cranking out 20,000 words between now and Thursday. Uh, about 15,000 words, actually. And I think I can, I think I can do it. Okay. Uh, yeah. I may, I may eat those words, but I think I can do it. <laughs> you're on such a tear. I bet you could. Yeah. I, I mean, there's I plenty can. of episodes of Arrow. So. Yes. <laughs> so, so uh, I, I just, I, I can't help but but, uh, but ask, do you have any inclination of why the, the words have been flowing so so generously for you? Um, just I, I ask because you know everybody would aspire to those kind of word counts at this mm. point in NaNoWriMo. If there's any way that you can encapsulate what it is that's, that's, that's made this possible for you and share that, that would be awesome. Uh, sure. I mean, it's 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 it doesn't seem incredible to me. And I mean, it seems incredible because looking at just the raw numbers is like mind boggling when I haven't done this before. Like I've written, you know, long things, but never this much this fast. Um, it's just a combination of of one making I for me, some people, you know, write from the top of their head. I can't do that. So it's an outline just figuring out where you're going and, and the steps that are going to lead there. That will change, obviously, and it has changed for me. But in general, know where you're going with the story. And that way you always have a direction. You always have a direction. And even if you take lefts and rights and you go around in a circle occasionally, you know <laughs> where you're going to end. And therefore, you have a, a place to go, a place to write to. Um, and then it's just, you know, it's, I said it before, Jared has said it, everybody's just don't care. It's, it's gonna, it's gonna, you're gonna hate it. You're gonna hate it. You're gonna think it's crap. You're gonna think it's horrible. It might be, you don't know. But the point is you make it better in the, the subsequent drafts is gonna, is what's gonna make it a good piece of literature. At the moment, just write the story. What happens next? That's all I'm focusing on. What happens next? And I am writing and it's coming out. It's working. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, Chris, uh, is is there anything that we can help you with now? Uh, uh, any any uh, f- looming issues that maybe Jared and I can help you work through, or or are you in good shape? I think I'm in good shape. Well, here's a, here's a question, and this might just be a little too sharp of a question, and this might not be a question you can even answer. Um, how long should my final battle be in terms of? of of word count and i that's that's hard to answer i'm sure but it's just like how what two thousand words <laughs> okay <laughs> well i'm just curious because like what percentage of my my story do i want to be a massive battle because i want a nice massive battle to end or to almost end the story but i'm not sure how much to devote to that you know how much room like at what point do i go okay i think i can go to this now you know what i mean that's that's really a second or third draft question um, okay when you're dealing this fi- final battle, you may want to outline it even mm-hmm. more minutely than you have okay. and be like, this is the list of everything I want to happen mm-hmm. in this battle. Okay. And then when you write that out and you go through your list and you check it off, it's however word count it is. And you may want to, when you're going through the second or third time, be like, this is way too long. I need to cut <laughs> this down. Right. Or in the second or third draft, you're like, you know, this is the centerpiece of the book. This is important. This needs to feel long and epic. I need to add to it. Right. Um, right. But I would say if you're if you're feeling nervous about that, the best thing to do would just be to make a list about everything you want to include in that battle and mm-hmm. then just check it off as you go. Right. Right. I think I think I'm only just a tiny bit worried that I will start it too soon. If that makes sense, it, it, it only has it only it only matters when you're writing towards a word count because I'm writing towards fifty thousand words. So if right. I started it at forty thousand words and it only got me to forty six thousand words, I'd be like, nah, I got to make up four thousand well, extra. You know, you can always you can always add a scene in before it. I mean, no right. one's gonna uh, no one's gonna 
object to going back that way. Well, and, um, and nobody objects. At least I never object to getting a nice, rich post post log conclusion, whatever. Oh, sure. Uh, you yeah. know, every, everybody, you know, there's a big explosion and they ride off into the sunset. I want to know what happens after they ride off into the sunset a little bit, you know? Okay. You, a denouement? Yeah, a, a nice, languid denouement. Absolutely. Okay. So, there you go. Awesome. Cool. That, that helps a lot. Well, Chris, we wish you, we are cheering for you, we are rooting for you, and we are so delighted you are where you are. We have no doubt you will end this thing triumphantly, uh, uh, and we'll look forward to talking to you after this is all done, said and done, and, and popping the champagne, man. Lou, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Absolutely. All right. Get, get on with your evening. I know, I, I don't know if Green Arrow's on right now, but, uh, <laughs> dude, as, as Brian would say, go right. Yes, sir. <laughs> all right. We'll talk to you later, man. Good luck. Thank you. <laughs> bye bye. Ah, dude, he's he is on fire. Yeah, he really is. And 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 that that notion of the outline, you know, there, there's such a, a discourse and and dialogue about the value of the outline in in the writer's world. Some people are vehemently against it. Some for it. Some people in between. But in this case, it seems like the right thing to do. You know, personally, I feel like in every case, an outline is the right thing to do. I know some people are against it, but when you're doing a long work, if you're doing something, anything longer than a short story, you need to have an outline just to keep everything organized. Otherwise, you're, you're making it hard for yourself by keeping so much in your head. I agree. Uh, and especially with something like this, like you're saying, where time is of the essence, the less you have to think about it, the better. Sure, sure. And, and again, that, that valuable experience of, of playing to the deadline uh, uh, and experiencing all of those writerly processes that a professional, hear the air quotes, uh, writer <laughs> has to contend with on a, on, a, on a regular basis. So fabulous. Outstanding. Um, I see that uh, uh, good Master Miro is, is waiting in the wings. Shall we get him on now? Let's get him on. I think we ought. I think we ought. He had an epic tale. Hello. Hey, John Miro. Welcome to Roundtable Talk Radio, dude. <laughs> it is a pleasure to be with your fine. Oh, in, indeed. So, so this is the halfway point, man. We're we're checking in with everybody, uh, and we, we got to know because we haven't heard a whole lot from you, which because you've been writing, I'm sure. What's your <laughs> what, what's your word count at? Oh, brother, the very first thing I have to tell you is a cautionary tale. My word count is between 8,000 and 9,000 words. I oh. still don't have it because it's two different documents. This is going to be both the excuse and the ass-kicking that I hope anybody that's in the same place as me right now gets. Here's the scan. Uh, I've had an ultrasound. I've had an infection inside the cavity, cavity of my body, which has made it very difficult to do much of anything. Oh my in God. addition to having one of my contracts that I'm for in my day job stop paying me. So that's another kind of concern oh, because I have to scramble the In addition to that, I have those three kids. I'm babysitting my sister and lost two dogs, so that's who's mad. Oh, and it's a family day, short weekend. I've got my kids around. Now, here's the thing. If you want to write, maybe you're not saving the world. Maybe you're not Gandhi, but you gotta suck it the fuck up. <laughs> God, I'm gonna be coming back. I'm gonna be coming back, and I'm gonna do and just to finish it. And every word is gonna be gold anyway. The point of this matter is, life is always gonna to you. Sure, I sound like the worst case in history right now, but every single person that does nano has to fight their own demons just as bad. Even if it's what am I gonna write about? I have a state. You gotta fight it. So I've had a really, really bad first half. But we'll see how we can pull it out. Okay. Wow. Holy crap. You are you literally are dealing with every possible thing that could go wrong in the NanoRamo process. Uh, let's see. So so you need to crank out, you know, about forty thousand yeah, sure plus. What forty one thousand words probably when all is said and done. I still have two weeks. And it can be done. Yeah. I've done it can times. be done. You can do it. It can be done, and I'm going to aim for it. And I finished it once successfully, I failed it once horribly. It's still <laughs> being done. Like I said in the phone call, if you want to write December 1st, you still pick up the pen pages on the keyboard. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, no no, no lie. Whether, whether Nano uh, ends with 50,000 words or not, the work that you put in is the work that you put in, and, and honor and respect that and, and continue on. So, so uh, John, uh, 
in in the course of of these this working, even though uh, you're not able to to get to the keyboard uh, and type away, are are you still are you still evolving the story as it goes? I am. I am. I'm writing frequently. I'm drafting on an iPhone, and I'm actually writing passages on an iPhone in waiting rooms and school. Going back to my kids' school because things have been forgotten. This is life, folks. It happens. But you still, if you want to write, if you want to play with the big boys at the keyboard, you've got to find a way. And uh, following the Peter B. B. Brett school, he's another advocate. I've been writing on my iPhone, and it works. Not as fast, but I can still crank out 40 words per minute in a good time. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. And I have to answer the story as best I can. What I'm doing is 500-word sessions instead of my usual two or 5,000-word sessions is getting some serious character, uh, picking a scene to hunt and peck at, to out and, uh, and then drafting more points, fleshing out the first things that I put down at 12.01, hypothetically speaking, at the beginning of November, so that every young falling. And when I'm staring vacantly at another wall and my wife says, hello, John, hello, John. I'm still trying to find the next words that are good. <laughs> so it's when John has that vacuous blank stare, he's not in La La Land. He's drafting. He's he's composing. He's he's writing the story in his mind. Daydreaming is an occupational hazard when you're doing what we do. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, holy crap! Now we we will be sending you all kinds of of major mojo <laughs> to make sure that that you can achieve those nigh lolian word counts in the closing weeks. Now you you've done those word counts before though when, when under optimal conditions, right? I have. Okay. All right. Find a way to pull every word I can. I'm going to be the dentist for marathon men. Is it safe? <laughs> pull out another tooth off the keyboard. Yes, I'm going to happen. Excellent. Excellent. And and you know, in, in your ruminations, in your considerations, has your has your story evolved at all? I know that we did some great workshopping and you had some ideas there. Have have things evolved even further uh, in in the in the intervening weeks? Oh, yes. But what's been most interesting to me is the connective tissue, the secondary characters that, that are gluing people together. That's what's most fascinating for me. When you start to really rock and roll on a story, it's that you're following those great moments that you have, those ideas, but you have to get from place. And for me, that's a lot of fun because it's the secondary character that enables the plot move forward that you never expected to be a jerk or a noble person because of the clothes that he wears for your plot. Uh, it's a surprise, and hopefully you're surprising yourself as much as you're going to surprise a reader. If it's cardboard at this point, even if it's like it's a very small character, if it's cardboard at this point, you've got a problem. Yeah, yeah, really. Well, but but then as as you've observed uh, uh, when you were on the roundtable formally, uh, uh, that 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 physics of of you know putting those characters into those sittings, he may be cardboard going into the scene, but after he bounces around some other characters and some scenarios, the yeah. flesh might evolve. Those are the surprises that I'm really enjoying. Where Gene, my uh, little AI friend, or Mallory, my very saucy Captain Jack female equivalent, are trying to do their. <laughs> Little things and plots are twisting around them. <laughs> That's awesome. That's outstanding. Well, John, I don't know. Is, is, other other than prayers and and shouting and cheering from the <laughs> sidelines, is, is you there, can do it. Go, John. Is is there anything that we can do to 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 help uh, solidify the odds of 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 a successful nano for you, folks? Anybody that hears this, tweet me once in a while. And say, John. If I get an extra half hour, man, we're working for you. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. We will do oh, that. Oh, oh, and my family computer died, and I had to boil down and rebuild the Ubuntu box just to get to make the Christmas albums. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, let's see. We had medical, we had family, and we had technical. Uh, Who wants the, okay, you want the money quote for this? Who in God's green earth? Now, before Christmas, <laughs> it is the challenge. So you'll appreciate Christmas when it arrives, and you'll be like, "Ah, I'm so glad I'm done with Nano." <laughs> it, our wives would give us coal in our stocking, and we'd write with the coal on paper. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Whatever, whatever works. I'm, I'm going to get this story done, hon. Really, thanks for the coal. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, John, you know that we're rooting for you. We will send you those tweets. Uh, and dear friends, do help John uh, send him some mojo, send him some tweets. Uh, uh, keep keep 
urging him forward so that we can, when we all gather at the beginning of December for our post-mortem, we can all raise our champagne glasses proudly for, for if nothing else, a blazing effort, if not uh, uh, out-and-out triumph. So, John, the best of luck to you, man. We're going to leave you to your evening. Hopefully, You can make it. You can totally make it. And and uh, uh, at least another couple thousand words before you put your head on the pillow, okay? You got it, man. And you know what? We can all do it. And if we can't all do it, we still have to play Tin Cup and keep aiming for that hole on the far side. I like it. I like it. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, my friend. You you have a better evening than you have been. And may they continue to improve until November 30th, man. We'll see you soon. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Good luck. Cheers. <laughs> God. Oh, man. Yes, a cautionary tale indeed. God, and even his internet connection was crappy. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but, but the. But it's ba- really good that he's still doing it. And I think, I mean, I expect nothing less from John that even with all these disasters, he still cranked out 9,000 words. Absolutely. Um, because that's just what he does. But <laughs> I think that, you know, even people who have not had the level of disaster in their life that John has had this month and only end up with eight or 9,000 words, that's still nothing to be embarrassed about. That's nothing to be ashamed about because the importance of nano is to do it. And then once you do it, even if you don't reach the 50,000 at the end of the month, you're still doing it. And that's the important part. Exactly. Exactly. And, and with, with, seasoned professionals like john uh uh you know if you were nanoing i would i would certainly include you in that list and and actually i guess all of our guests in one way or another have have embraced that longer form fiction uh Mm -hmm. so uh uh, it really becomes uh, uh an opportunity to affirm what you already know in those cases for the, for the newbies like me next year, I've, I've been cajoled. It's going to happen. I will nano next year. Uh, it's, it's really going to be a holy crap. I've never put down this many words at once. And if I get eight or 9,000 halfway through, I'll still be deliriously happy. (laughs) And as well, you should as well. You should. Yeah. Well, God, that was, I, I, I'm actually kind of glad that that was our, our, our last call of this ensemble because it really does highlight the fact that that it, it's not all skittles and beer and and rainbows and puppy dogs uh, uh and as john pointed out this is this is life and this is life as a writer uh mm-hmm. but holy crap with with veronica and starla and chris and john i i'm inspired by what they've accomplished and what they continue to accomplish uh and i can't wait until december when we all get together again yeah, it's going to be great. Indeed, indeed. I'm well, curious to see who's going to finish. I think they all are. I honestly do. I think every, all four of them are going to have that 50,000 words, even John. I really feel this. Well, and, and you know, John, I mean, he's, he's got the bit in his teeth now. He's going to be he head does. down and bulling through. This is going to happen, damn it. So, yes, I, I agree. I think, it, I, think it's, I think ultimately it's going to be how far over 50,000 did each of them go is going to be the question. <laughs> So, so, and I'm looking forward to that. Well, Jared, thank you, man, for, for, uh, going along the ride with me on this one and, uh, uh, and, and encouraging our, our nano guests, uh, to their, to their very best efforts. Absolutely. My pleasure. Outstanding. So fun. <laughs> yes, indeed. And we're, we're closing in on that second half now. Friends, if you are nanoing as you listen to this, uh, know that Jared and I and all of us here at the round table are so pulling for you. You, so, you can do it. You can totally do it. And we know, we know. I mean, John Miro is at 9,000. If you're at 12,000, you're doing better than John Miro. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's got to count for something. So let that be a, a spark under your butt and get to that keyboard. Make it happen uh, uh, so you can celebrate with us at the end of NaNoWriMo. That's going to be it for this project. We'll touch base with all of our guests in, in early December and do a wrap-up of this whole amazing process. And, and as I say, raise the champagne glasses, pop the, pop the confetti. 
yeah, no. But, you know, we'll, we'll grill steaks and, and have, an, <laughs> have an awesome party uh, at the end of Nano. So, Jared, final words for our, for our Nano listeners out there? Keep doing it, man. You're so close. You're so close. It's almost to the end. You have less days to the end than you had um, from the beginning, um, which may which may freak you out, but you can do it. <laughs> You can reach the finish line. That's right. And some of the best writing happens while you're freaked out. So, so by all means. <laughs> Good bla- motivator. Good yeah, motivator. Absolutely. Blaze on, my friends. Blaze on. Uh, uh, the rest of the Roundtable feed will continue as normal. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in. And uh, for this Nano Project, we'll sign out now. And we'll talk to you again at the beginning of December. Until then, Brian would say it. I'm going to say it too. Go right, dudes. Pound that keyboard, and we will talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Roundtable Podcast, following up with the NaNoWriMo Project. Thank you to all our participants, Veronica Giguere, Starla Hutchton, John Miro, and Christopher Morse, for bringing their creative insights to the table and supporting each other in the preparation for the challenges of NaNoWriMo. And special thanks to Jared Axelrod for co-hosting this unique podcast experience. To all our guests and to everyone out there participating in NaNoWriMo, we wish you every success in achieving your goals and bringing your unique stories to life. We'll be back after NaNoWriMo completes to meet with all of our participants and discuss what worked, what didn't work, and what comes next. Thanks for tuning in.